Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newton, and joining us on the show is Danielle and Sarah from Burn Bootcamp out of New Jersey. What's going on, ladies? How are we doing today? Hey, Emily. Thanks for having us. So excited to be here. Yeah. You know, we're really excited to have you on the show to see what value you're going to be able to add to our listeners today. But before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on and how you run Burn Bootcamp, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. Yeah, sure. So just a little bit about us. So um, as I, as we said um, earlier, we are Burn Bootcamp Princeton, New Jersey. Sarah and I are actually sisters um, and we come from a background, not as business owners, but of medical professionals. Um, and we decided that we felt like we could help more people by opening up um, a burn boot camp and really touching as many lives as we could uh, in this way. Okay. So that's what kind of started us falling in love with burn and the mission of that burn has to offer um, to really inspire and empower our members and and um, touch as many people as we can. Yeah. So leading up to when you decided to franchise with Burn, what was your background in? So I am a physician assistant and I was a mental health therapist. Okay. So how did you guys decide to just kind of like transition into like full-time entrepreneurship? Well, honestly, we decided to become mothers (laughs) and we had very busy schedules and we love helping people. So as we became moms, we just decided, actually, Danielle came to me and said, we are loving burn so much. Do you want to open one of these? We can help people and kind of help each other with our families as well. So that's how we got the ball rolling. And we just reached out to the franchise and everything else was history. That's awesome. So, okay. I want to, I'm going to ask you this question. I want both of you to answer. So y'all didn't come from like that traditional like business background and you've been in the space for about, it was, is it four years or maybe longer, maybe five? Yeah. So we, we signed for our franchise in 2018 and we opened our doors in July of 2020. So we've been open and existing for about two and a half years now. Gotcha. Okay. So if you could just pick two skills that you've learned over the past few years that you think have helped your business grow the most what would those two skills be? Two skills and two skills only that you, if you had to, that you would have to rely on to continue to grow and expand. Yeah, so I think the first one, and especially because we opened through the pandemic, is just learning how to pivot and be flexible and that everything is not just black and white and that you really need to have a a plan in place that can be flexible. I think that's the first skill. And second skill, I think, is just perseverance and kind of faith through the process because it's not always um it's not always easy it's hard work owning a business especially in the gym space so just having that um that background where we came from where you really had to work hard for your goals I think those are the two that I would say yeah and I think I would say number one uh, passion loving what you do and when people see that you're passionate about it it transcends into the gym community and it's just infectious and people love it. Um, and then the second skill I would say is probably just being genuine, being truly genuine and taking care of the people that come through your doors. Because as you know, going to a gym for people, a lot of times is scary. 
So being genuine, being welcoming, and just really embracing everybody where they are in whatever stage of their fitness journey so that everyone can feel comfortable to get started. Yeah, thank you for sharing. That was very, uh, very well said. Thank you. So um, the first thing I'm gonna ask you guys about is marketing. Mm -hmm. So let's say that I were to move to New Jersey, maybe a week from now. Um, how would I know that you guys are out there and that you exist? Sure. Great question. So for marketing, we do partner with a professional marketing company and we do run digital ads on Facebook, Instagram, and Google uh, currently. In the future, TikTok most likely because that's getting very trendy. Um, so you would be able to Google search us. You could Google search gyms in Princeton, New Jersey, boot camps in Princeton, gyms with child watch, child care, um, and we would pop up. And then on Facebook and Instagram, you're going to see our ads on your feed and also your story feed. Um, so that's how we do that. If you're in our local community, say you're going out to get a snack or you're, you're at a local place, we also have some local businesses that we call community partners. Um, and that we'll like kind of swap little discounts for each other and things like that. But we'll drop flyers to them or postcards that have our little QR code on. Um, and they're familiar with what Burboot Camp is. And they can also speak to our brand. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Danielle, did you have anything to add to that? No, and I think the other thing that was perfect um, is just we're constantly on social media organically posting as well. So we're just really making it known that we're out there, kind of what we do within the in the gym and how when you come in, breaking down those barriers so that you know exactly what to expect. So you're not scared, like Sarah said, to come into the gym. Yeah. Okay. So what would you say is like the most impactful thing that, that you've learned from working with like a digital marketing agency? Just that you need to know your strengths as a business owner. Um, the digital marketing space is very challenging and also always changing um, with, with the different types of technology that constantly come out um, through Facebook and Instagram, Google, et cetera. You need to know if that's your strength and you should spend a lot of your time doing that yourself, researching and putting up these ads, creating these ads, making sure it's the right price point. Or should you take that money and put it towards getting professionals to do that so that you can spend your time working on your strengths? Maybe that's training. Maybe that's, you know, greeting people at the door and making sure that, th that they have a good experience managing your team, et cetera. That was a really good answer. Um, and something we were talking about like pre-interview is the decision that y'all made to franchise instead of just kind of opening up your own studio and starting like with your own brand. So for a personal trainer um, who's listening now or even like an existing business owner in our industry, what was your, your thought process like when you were thinking, should I franchise or should I go the other route? Yeah, so we fell in love with the mission of the brand of burn so we decided to franchise and when we looked into franchising we really saw the value in what our headquarters could offer us in addition to just opening up our location they offer us a ton of support not only um, through marketing but also um, we have a business coach that helps work with us as we said we're not from a business background so it really helps us um, have that support. And also it gives us the brand awareness and the brand recognition around because there are other um, burn boot camps around locally and in all other states, there's over 350 locations. So we felt that it was a little bit less of a risk to do the franchise side um, versus um, reinventing the wheel and starting from scratch when we already 
believed in this brand and, and knew that it was going to be successful. Yeah. So, I mean, were you at point, like one point really thinking about just doing it solo or were you always just kind of like more partial to uh, franchising? Yeah, I don't think we ever, yeah. we personally never thought about doing it solo, but although we are certified personal trainers, that isn't our career background. So we knew we would need the support of a franchise um, and just love the mission of burn. So like Danielle said, so we always decided like from the very beginning, we said, do we want to open a burn? Not necessarily yeah. a business, if that makes exactly. sense. You know? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's really for you, like the support that uh, the headquarters provides for you. Um, and then also like, I'm sure they have like existing systems and just like experimented and done lots of research on like things that already work so that exactly. you don't necessarily have to like be like, I hope this works. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. And truly brand awareness is really important, right? When people can recognize your brand, they're more likely to go to you. You're more searchable on the internet, like we talked about, so on and so forth. Um, another thing that the franchise brings to us is the whole nation works under what we call a weekly protocol for our workouts. So they push that down to us. And it's very helpful because whether you're coming to Princeton or another burn boot camp, you can do your weekly protocol because all of our memberships are universal. So you can go around and if you were in Princeton on a Monday, if you went to another gym on a Tuesday, another burn boot camp, you wouldn't overwork those muscle groups because it rotates for you. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. So what is, if you could describe like, what is the type of relationship that you guys have with like the headquarters? Um, do you guys have, have like business conferences every year or like how are they like educating you and giving you resources so that you continue to, to grow and create impact? So we have a monthly meeting with our business coach. So that's kind of our monthly check-in where we check in on our goals, where we check in on where we are at our location level. And then we also have an annual summit that we can attend with our trainers, with our entire team, whoever we want to bring. And that's where they really add a lot of value to us, um, giving us some new ideas, things like that, and really just perfecting what we do within the gym and making the brand consistent amongst all of the locations. Yeah, they help us with not only like training trainers and how to bring a really high quality fitness product to our members, but also how to manage our teams, um, how to help with like memberships and all that kind of stuff, sales training, et cetera. It, they kind of cover all the bases and they're there for us as a support system if we need them. That is awesome. Support and accountability is always definitely something that's really, really important. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about if I were to come in as a member, let's say I, I saw one of your ads on Facebook, mm -hmm. would that lead me to filling out, well, what exactly is that process? Yeah. yeah, so somebody can can click on one of our ads or whatnot and put in their name, address, and phone number, their email address and phone number, and we, we get a little email from that, okay? And then our marketing company will call, we have a, basically a remote person that will schedule people for their first camp, Okay, and then that member will be able to come in about 15 minutes before camp, and they'll get greeted by our front desk person we call a burn ambassador. Um, we'll help them get their waiver done, and then they'll be taken throughout the gym for a tour. They'll be introduced to our uh, trainer at the time, and, you know, we kind of like to discuss with people before camp, like if they have any past injuries or anything we should keep an eye on, et cetera, and then they'll hop on the floating floor, and they'll take camp with everyone else. That trainer's going to uh, keep an eye on them throughout camp and they're going to explain all the exercises with modifications and then further modifications if that first time person needs it. And to be honest, 
whether you're first time or been here for years, people use our modifications in camp every day, all day. Okay. Yeah. So after the person is done with the camp, um, are you guys doing like the selling or how does, how does that work? So I think this is where we differ and where we shine at Burn is we really value our members, whether it's your first day or you've been here for since the very beginning. Um, we're going to take that trial member through um, a whole process after camp and make sure that they're good to go, that they have no questions, that they feel welcome, that we understand why they're there and really get to know them and build a relationship with that person. And then as far as the sales process goes, we'll go through all of our memberships and really, again, like I said, from the beginning, our mission is to change lives. So we feel like when we sell, quote unquote, them a membership, it's really offering them a way for them to change their lives. So we'll go through all of our pricing options. We'll pick one out, whatever works best for them. We'll get them all set up um, and really welcome them into our community from day one. And that is is really a standard across um, our, our gym. So, yeah. yeah. So what are some things that you guys do to help with client retention? Yes, <laughs> very good question. And um, always something that we're working on, right? So again, um, building those relationships, I think is number one. We don't want to just sell someone a membership and then forget about them and never, you know, talk to them again. Like we want to make sure that every time they're coming in, we're asking how they're doing. We're getting to know them. We're asking about their kids, their family, whatever their job. Um, and that really helps us with retention, just really getting to know our members and caring genuinely about them. Yeah. And truthfully letting them get to know each other. Mm -hmm. One thing that is big at burn is high fives and just the community aspect of during camp. So we, we have people, our trainers will call out to like introduce yourself to people, dish out some high fives and our members really do become friends. Uh, we also host like member events every few months so we can all come together, hang out somewhere outside the gym, sometimes inside the gym. This year we did mm -hmm. Friendsgiving. We did a bunch of minute to win at games and stuff like that. That was super fun because it's great to work out together, but it's also yeah. kind of nice to see each other outside the gym and get to know each other a little bit. Um, yeah. We also partake in some charities throughout the year together to bring people together for a cause. Um, and we'll raise money for uh, some special some special franchise um, charities, but also some local ones as well. That's great. I mean, it sounds like you guys are, are running some like good internal plays uh, to help to continue to build your, your community, which is awesome. Another thing we do too is if we don't, if we notice someone hasn't been at camp, we send them a text and we'll nag them a little bit and say, hey, where you been? Get, get back yeah. in here, we're missing you. <laughs> That's, I'm glad you brought that up too. So is there like a specific system or does like Burn provide you with all that stuff that you need to keep track of? Who's coming to class, who's missing the class and you know all the important numbers? Yes, yes, definitely. So that's another value add from HQ. So we have a system that can run reports for us that says this person hasn't been in in this amount of time. And then from there, we know we can reach out to them. We have a system that we can text them. Um, we can email them. We so we'll pick up the phone and give them a call and say, hey, where you been? Is everything OK? Just checking in on you. Like Sarah yeah. said, and it really helps us um, not only retain our members, but also let them know that we care that they're here or not. And that's really what we're all about. Yep. Yeah. So from your perspective as business owners, what do you think are the most important numbers to know just like off the top of your head? If somebody asked you, you would automatically know this like off, off rip. Um, I think number one, it would be our member count, just keeping track of that, knowing how many people um, we have 
as active members right now. Um, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I was just going to say if we have people on a promotion, so we'll run like a like a free seven day trial. Right now we have a um, like a New Year's promo going on a four week thing, and just keeping track of everybody, making sure they're being well taken care of, and making sure that we know when that trial ends, that date, so mm -hmm. that we can invite them to join the Burn family. Um, and so they feel like we, we, you know, they, we want them to know we want them to be a part of the community, not let them walk out the door and, you know, we never ask them to join kind of thing. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so question about your trainers, because I know that you said you maybe have four or five. Yeah. Does headquarters help, help you guys with the hiring process or is that something that you guys had to do uh, yourselves? We do that ourselves. So we will be responsible for putting out ads, getting trainers, interviewing, um, training them. What HQ does help us with is the training process once we hire them. So we gotcha. have something um, at the franchise level called Burn University, and that's where we would send our uh, trainers down actually to the Charlotte area, and they would help them kind of get up to speed on what does a Burn trainer look like what does what does that feel like during camp how to do that one-on-one -on -one training so they'll really help us in that way yeah okay that's good good support system there yeah. um so what does your day-to-day -day look like from like time you wake up to the time the gym closes she, she's I, a, should we assume that she thinks we sleep or <laughs> no. so as you know uh, being a business owner is is not a nine to five we work around the clock all day every day um, we day to day. So typically Sarah will be present in the gym in the morning and I will do some work from home. Um, we're here with the members. We're with our team. We're supporting them. And then we'll kind of rotate and then we'll switch those, um, those roles. So then I'll be here at night and then Sarah will be kind of doing her thing in the background, um, at, at the evening. The truth is, though, we're always kind of on call. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. people are always messaging on Instagram or, or, you know, sending us emails and calling the business. So we do kind of have to be on call, but we're there to support each other. That's another reason we decided to do this venture together. Definitely. And just a quick shout out to our team, because mm -hmm. without them, we would not be able to do what we do. We would not be able to do and run all the back end business stuff mm -hmm. because they're the ones here working hard believing in the mission just as much as we are and we could not be anywhere that we are now without them yeah good shout out to your team there yeah. um so talk to us a little bit about some of the goals well let me backtrack what would you say is the biggest challenge that you guys are facing right now uh, i would say a little bit of retention in our area we live in an area where people move a lot for business um so although our team is so great at, you know, bringing in new members and taking good care of them. It is hard in the gym business to keep up with the numbers of, of losing people and then gaining people and, you know, that offset of that weight, basically. So that is a challenge. And, and it was one of our 2022 goals that we improved upon. And then in 2023, we're hoping to get even better with that. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So what's the vision for 2023? And even after that, like 2024, 2025. Yeah, so we have a big 2023 vision and a, this is our year, we keep saying it. Yep. <laughs> we wanna get to over 400 members in 2023. We wanna just bring as much value as we possibly can to our community and impact as many lives as possible. So to us, that 400 number, that's what that means. 
Um, and down the road from there next year, you know, five, we want to get five, 600 members here at Princeton and then potentially open up a second burn boot camp. Um, that would be our ultimate goal is to have two locations where we can bring value to our communities. So with the goal of getting to 400 members by the end of 2023, is there anything that you guys feel like you need to do a little bit differently in order to make sure you definitely hit that goal by the end of the year? I think we need to just continue to do what we're doing and do it well and not lose focus of our mission and not get lost in the numbers and too much. Like we have goals and we hit them with our team every, every week, every month, every year, but really just taking a step back and understanding that what that means and how we can present it. And I think that that's, you know, probably the number one thing. It is challenging. Retention can be difficult and it is a lofty goal and we know that, but we're also not afraid to take that risk and to shoot high because that's, you know, that's the only way you're going to reach that goal. When you open a gym, you got to be a little bit fearless. You got, you got to be, be able to take a few risks, right? But you got to believe in yourself and you got to know that you're going to crush it. Just mm -hmm. like when you're doing burpees or, or lifting, right? It's very similar. Mm -hmm. um, the truth is, if you bring a high quality fitness product, Facebook ads and stuff don't become your main source of marketing. Your members do. So when people love burn boot camp or whatever gym they go to, they're going to tell their friends and that helps the most with member retention. And that builds the community the most within the gym. Um, it, it's kind of like a snowball effect. You know, once people hear about it and start talking about it in the community, they love it. It's changed their lives. They look amazing. They feel amazing mentally and physically, you know, that then you're bringing people through your door pretty organically. Gotcha. Okay. So do your members know about the uh, lofty goal that you guys have this year? our members know our team yes <laughs> yes <laughs> okay well y'all this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode but before we sign out please tell our listeners where they can find you absolutely so we are on instagram at at burn bootcamp princeton nj facebook of course burn bootcamp princeton new jersey you can google us and you can find us in princeton new jersey in nassau park pavilion Alrighty. Well, Danielle and Sarah, you know, we really appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and really looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. So everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Carrie Taylor, owner of 212 Health and Performance and Operations Manager. Heather, welcome to the show, you guys. How are you today? Doing great. Thank you, Hannah. Doing great. Thank you. 
Yeah, super excited to have you guys on. Before we dive into the business um, and what you each do, first, um, Carrie, tell us about why you wanted to open the gym in the first place. Uh, well, um, I am a former professional football player. And when I got released um, from the Patriots, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I knew I still wanted to pursue my dreams of playing football. Um, and so what I did is I reached out to my old strength coach in college and um, he suggested I become a trainer. Um, and so that's the route I went because I was going to be his assistant, but he wouldn't bring me on because he knew that I may end up taking off to uh, still play. So I be, got certified, became a trainer at uh, Bally Total Fitness, and um, that's kind of how my journey started. Nice, nice. When did you decide to switch from trainer to gym owner? Uh, well, my first five years as a trainer was at Bally's, and then I became a fitness director for another five years. And then at Bally's, things just started to kind of take a downturn. And I said, well, I wanted to... Part of me always wanted to have my own thing anyways, but um, that was kind of the next thing that kind of edged me that way. And um, I just said, you know what, why not go for it? Um, and I did. And I had some people tell me I was crazy because it, we started in 2009. So we were having a recession then. But um, at the same time, I also had other people that told me, if you can make it during that time, um, then you'll be okay. So I went for it and um, and now here we are uh, almost 14 years later. That's amazing. Yeah, you made it through a recession and a pandemic and you're still oh. here. So look at that. <laughs> totally beautiful. That's awesome. Heather, tell us about how you got into working at 212 and kind of your day-to-day. -day. What does your role look like? Uh, sure. Um, I actually met Carrie at a business, a fitness business conference um, back in, I don't know, what was that, 2008, maybe? Yeah, 2008, yeah. Um, I was working for the company that hosted the conference, um, and I had shortly thereafter realized I wanted to get back into the gym and not work so much like in a company. So um through a mutual business acquaintance, we found out that Carrie needed my services. I was looking to get back to the gym and the rest is history. So that's how I came to be with Carrie 13 and a half years ago. Um, my day-to-day -day is really, I kind of just oversee like everything that goes on in our gym. And I try to cross all the T's and dot all the I's to make sure that things run the way they're supposed to run take some ideas, put them to paper, execution, all that sort of thing. So that's kind of my role. That's awesome. Heather's the boss. She keeps yeah. <laughs> I'm nobody. Heather's the boss. That's great to have like kind of a right-hand woman to, you know, keep track of the gym and, you know, make sure everything in the day-to-day -day is going well. I talk to a lot of gym owners who do it all. They're the coach, they're the manager, they're the admin person they do everything and it can get really overwhelming so I love that you have this structure um, that really works well for you guys but tell me about 212 health and performance so for someone who's never been into the gym before you know how do you describe it and the services that you offer uh well uh 
I tell everybody who comes in or asks me about the gym is that we are not a place that has a ton of machines lying around. If you come in, it's a big open space um, and we are based off of personal attention and coaching. So you're not uh, just a number that walks in the door. We will make sure to know your name. Um, a lot of our members have gotten nicknames that kind of have stuck um, over the years. Um, and uh, we try to make it more about the experience, right? You can go anywhere and use a kettlebell. You can go anywhere and use equipment. That's not what we believe is what makes us special. We're a small boutique gym based off of community, family, and um, we know your name. We are going to know what's going on in your life. We will always check in on you if we don't see you. Um, and we like to have fun. You know, We have fun, we're energetic, um, and we've had uh, a lot of things that we've done throughout the community, throughout the years. And um, yeah, we don't, we don't have you focus on the machine. We focus on making you the machine. I love that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, so how many uh, members are you working with now? Uh, I would say somewhere between 275 and 300. I think it's a little more than that, actually. Okay, so you're yeah. the boss. See? <laughs> Closer to like 325, 350, yeah. yeah. yeah don't discredit me and all the work I put in. Tell me about that. How do you get people in the door? What's kind of your strategy for, for marketing? Uh, well, I would say, um, well, I guess I should be ashamed or not ashamed. I don't know. We are not a gym that, typical gym that markets a ton. Um, we more so are built off of word of mouth. We also have, which looks very good for us, is we have a bakery right next door. Um, we have two restaurants right next door. So there's a lot of foot traffic that happens. So people um, walk by, we have big open windows. So people walk by, can see inside the gym. Um, we have, we do play our music loud. Um, it's very energetic music. So people hear that and that kind of pulls them down to us. Um, we do things in the community. Uh, we actually just did our first, our road race in conjunction with two other businesses on campus here um, to be in the community. And uh, yeah, we, like I said, we word of mouth, being in the community, um, and just talking to people and taking care of people that has paid high dividends for us throughout the years. Totally, yeah. Heather, is there anything you want to add to that? Anything else that you do as far as, you know, marketing and, and advertising goes? Uh, no, he, I mean, the only other thing that I would say has worked for us over the years um, is a lot of our members will ask us to run corporate programs for them, for their companies, and that has pulled in a decent amount of people as well getting involved in some of our members companies will help pull in people yeah definitely have you guys tried any sort of like digital advertising or paid advertising at all we uh, used to do that a, a while back like when we were in the new the the first few years of business um and some of it seemed to work here and there nothing of note that you what about you carrie yeah i would say it, nothing of note that 
um, would come to mind. But also for us, even though you know you want to get a lot more people in your space and working with more people, we also don't want to overwhelm our team. I don't want to overwhelm Heather. I don't want to overwhelm our members because they're the ones who came in the door, um, believe in us and are here with us. Um, we offer a certain service. And if you start to get a mad rush of people constantly in the door, you, that, that service gets diluted. Um, so we're not that type of, of place where we want to have 50 new uh, people in the door um, every month. You know, a good five to 10 for us um, works very well. Yeah, totally. Would you say that you're close to like your max capacity as far as members go, or is there still room there to, to grow the member base? Um, I think that's a tricky question. Um, and the reason why I say that is because we have open space times where other bodies can fit into the gym. Um, so I would say we're not at our mass capacity. Um, no, I wouldn't say that either. You know, so we have, we still have room to, to get people into the gym. And we, uh, I don't know if Mitch mentioned to you, we have uh, two spaces that we kind of operate out of. The, our other building is probably about 50 yards from where I'm sitting. So when we do have something going on in the gym, we also have that space where other things can happen in. Gotcha. Okay. So what are, what are the goals now for the next you know, year? What do you hope to accomplish this year within the business? Uh, well, um, to be frank and honest with you, Heather and I have not sat and discussed <laughs> that as of yet. Um, every year her, we both sit down and we kind of review the year in the past and we start to create that outlook for the future. So um, just being that this past month was real hectic, launching a program, um, holidays, uh, personal stuff with ourselves individually and the team, um, we haven't been able to sit down and really get that nailed down. We actually talked about it uh, two nights ago where we're going to nail that down so we can get that kind of on paper and get it all settled so we can move forward. Well, Carrie, this is a great time. What goals yes. are you going to bring to the table? You're putting pressure on me, man. Here we go. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Heather. See, this is what she does to me, Hannah. Um, this is good. This is a good chance to get the thoughts out while I'm here to ask questions as a third party. <laughs> what, what are your goals? Where do you want to see the business in the next year? Uh, well, you know, uh, there's a lot of different um, aspects. I'd like to grow our team a little bit. Um, I'd like to bring some of our programs back that we have not been able to do because of COVID um, and look at um, some of the things that we have not been able to discuss, like raising our prices. Um, we've had things as a business where we've charged the same thing for the past uh, 13 and a half years. Um, but we've made constant improvements to the gym. We've expanded, we've um, added equipment, we've added different um, amenities to the gym, but haven't increased our prices to kind of cover that, so to speak. So that's something that I know we've talked about and um, that 
I would like for us to get that nailed down and add that. Um, there's always been the thought of maybe having a second gym or finding a bigger space, but as an owner, it's kind of the fear for me is that, you know, you move, you're going to lose some members um, and you have to uh, change that. But is that space going to give you the same rewards as the space you're in now? Um, so there's always that fear. And for me, I have so many people that rely on me and my decisions. Um, so that's always kind of a, a struggle of finding a space that can deliver what this space delivers for us currently. Um, having a second facility, um, unfortunately in our industry, being in it for so long, I do know that um, the gym is made by the people who are involved in it and not being, it would become very tricky for Heather and I um, to be able to run multiple facilities the way we would both want it to be done. Um, so that has made me drag my feet on that aspect of things as well. Um, but there are, I, I started a list, you guys can't see it, but it's on the calendar of other things that um, I'd like to possibly do. Um, but, you know, I start spitting things out and Heather brings things back to reality a little bit sometimes and, and says we can do it or we can't do it or this has to come first and we'll go this route first and, um, and go from there. So that probably didn't answer anything, but. Uh, no, I'm great. <laughs> I, awesome. A lot of insight. There's a lot of things you want to change and, and you seem very growth minded. Um, a lot of stuff for the new year. You mentioned like you haven't raised prices in like 14 years, but you keep adding amenities and things. What's holding you back from increasing the price as you increase the value? We never sat down and just did it um, because, you know, it's so you can, it's easy to um, not change or not, or to be able to find the reasons not to do it. Um, but I think we've both gotten to a point where what we've been through in these past few years um, and knowing how other uh, I think other places operate and facilitate things that um, it's time to do that. Uh, so, um, but I, I just think that it, it there, you can always find a reason not to do something, right? And we've been able to sit down and kind of identify a reason or a few reasons why we shouldn't, or the, you know, that fear of, like I said, change, um, what's going to be the impact afterwards. Um, so, that's kind of made us drag our feet. But um, like I said, it's at a point now that um, we need to. Um, I think we deserve that as a business, as a facility. And so that's something that we're going to do. Awesome, I love that conviction there. Heather, what would you like to make change, change in the gym or change this year, improve this year? Um. I agree. We need to raise our prices. Uh, it, it has been a scary thought, um, but it does need to happen. So that is a goal of mine as well. Um, I'm always looking around trying to find what can be better, like from scuff marks on the walls to, you know, our 
processes. Like I, I'm always looking for what can be improved. So um, to me, I feel like there's definitely room for like building improvements, equipment improvements, like things that we can change and freshen up and that sort of thing. And I think it would probably go a long way to go along with raising the prices <laughs> so that it, there's like a direct correlation when they get this news. They're also going to be seeing why the, the prices are going to be raised. So those are kind of the goals that I have in my head at the moment. Yeah, sounds yeah, like you guys. You know, you can't, for us, like it would have been great to raise prices when we expanded and yeah. raise prices when we did this, but we didn't do that. So it's kind of, they forget about paying the same amount for this amount of time and nothing has changed cost-wise for us. So um, kind of, you know, like what Heather said is adding some oh, changes. Oh, it's changed. It's just gone up. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, and I think members will be understanding of that. I mean, you give them great service and obviously things are changing and improving all the time. And I think people expect that, that to happen usually, but yeah, I think you guys sound pretty in line on that. I'm excited to see how you guys strategize that out and put it into motion over the next year. Um, but I want to ask kind of a philosophical question here. What would be, we'll start with Carrie, what would be your biggest piece of advice to somebody who wants to open their own gym someday? And uh, Heather, I'll ask you a similar question. But. Um, for me, if I could go back to when this all started, I would tell the 14 year younger me to follow my gut um there have been decisions i've been afraid to make or things i've been afraid to do even though i knew i should do them um and my my gut told me to do them and i didn't and then it you know it turns out you know if i would have just did what i thought i should have done um, i would have been fine um so i would say amongst all the little pieces of advice i would give somebody one the main one i would say is follow your gut yeah, oh, that. Heather, what would you give as a piece of advice to somebody who's running a gym, who's managing a gym every day? You know, what would you, what would you tell them? Oh, um, I was forming, formulating the answer to the other question. Um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, um, for someone who's running a gym, I would say, um, Typically, our role is to look at things a little bit differently than anybody else is. Um, so to not be afraid to speak up when you see that something is either not working or something would work way better if you did it differently. Um, don't be afraid to challenge authority if you believe that what you have in your head as going to make the business better you know if you really believe that like don't be afraid to speak up and you know because if you don't speak up you'll never know where it's going to go from there yeah i think that's good advice for any role you know don't be afraid yeah. to share your ideas yeah totally well guys thank you so much for being on the show today um everything you've provided us with has been very educational and eye-opening uh i want to go back to the reason you call the gym 212 because we did not mention that at the beginning of the podcast so 
Carrie, take it over. Tell us why the gym is 212 Health and Performance. Uh, well, um, I, we used to be under a different name when we very first opened and a few years went by. Uh, I was associated with a gentleman that, um, part of the reason why I say follow your gut, um, things didn't sit easy with me. And so I had to make some changes to benefit myself, benefit my team, benefit our members and the business. Um, and once that happened, uh, we had to figure out what name did we want to call the gym. And so myself and my team, we got together in a room, got pizzas, hung out and talked and threw stuff up against the wall to see what would stick. Nothing was sticking. And um, one day, actually, uh, after that, Heather came in and there's this book that I uh, used to read. I probably still have one over here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got it. See? Uh, I had this book, 212, uh, 212, The Extra Degree. And I used to read that all the time. And um, Heather suggested, what about 212? And I said, uh, oh, okay, that... Well, that kind of makes sense. 212 Health and Performance. We all kind of like the name. I really liked what 212 stands for. So uh, for those out there that don't know, um, 211 degrees water is hot. At 212 degrees water boils. With boiling water, you get steam. And with steam, you can power a locomotive. So with that one small degree of change, um, so many more things can happen. And that's kind of how we operate and how we um, treat our members and get them to understand that if you can just change one little thing daily, either in the gym or in your life, in your work, in your relationships, you wouldn't believe how much change can happen over a year period or over a week period, over a month period. So um, that's where the name 212 came from. And, um, and that's how we operate things and look at things and try to preach that to our members. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's such a good note to wrap things up on. Um, but before we do, tell me where can we find you? What's like your social media website? Um, people want to check you out, follow along. Where can they do that? Uh, you can find us at 212healthandperformance.com. Um, the number 212, not the word. All Health and performance all spelled out. Uh, we are located on Instagram. Um, you'll see us where it's a circle with three colors, a light blue, a red, and a black circle. Um, we are also on Facebook. We are uh, on Twitter, but we don't really bother with Twitter. Um, so you can find us there. You can find myself on there under uh, Kerry Taylor underscore 212, I think it is, um, on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, yeah, that's kind of where we put all of our social media stuff at. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you guys both for being on the podcast today. Really appreciate both of your contributions to the show. Thank you so Thank much, Hannah. Absolutely. Listeners out there, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lloyd's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. 
The Gym Words Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me in the show is Ernest Allen from Atlas Performance Training down in Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the show, Ernest. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm doing good. I, I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, I'm, I'm ready to, to, to dive in. Of course, Ernest. And uh, first of all, I want to you know thank you for taking the time out of your day to be here. I'm very excited for our uh, conversation about the business. Um, but before we dive, you know, headfirst into the business side of things, why don't you share with our listeners, you know, what was the inspiration behind becoming a, you know, gym business owner? The inspiration on the long story is, you know, is, is long. I'm going with the short version. 60 seconds. 60 seconds. Okay. So <laughs> I was a professional football player for, for a while. And after I retired in 2008, I started another company that was totally different from what I'm doing now yeah. because I didn't really want to work for anyone. So after that company went sideways, which was a good thing, I wrote down exactly what I wanted to do and I pursued it. And I contacted a couple of buddies of mine that I used to play against and they had gym facilities um, around, the, around the country. And I contacted all of them. I'm sending, I send them direct uh, messages through Facebook. They all told me what certification to get in, how to do it. And I dove head first into it in 2011. And um, my main objective was to train kids and help them not make the stupid mistakes that I made going into the gym so they could actually play and understand how to actually train properly. And that that's that was my main motivation, and and then it evolved. It has evolved over the last several years to help improve people's quality of life. So my inspiration, bar none, whether it be kids or general population, is to help people live a life without any kind of um, limitation and enjoy you know enjoy the activities that they like to do. Yeah, and you know fulfilling our calling as human beings, which is you know to serve people mm -hmm. and to help them to improve themselves. Um, awesome backstory there, you know, quick backstory, professional football player, you know, yeah. got in contact with, you know, with some buddies who own their own facilities, told you oh, what to do. And, you know, yeah. here you are. So, I yeah. mean, congratulations on that. Um, the, uh, gym owner, you know, avenue of life can be difficult, but it's also fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, that kind of leads me to my first question for you here on the podcast, you know, mm -hmm. so far, you know, being a gym owner, what has been your favorite part? what has been the most challenging part? My favorite part is, um, is interacting with my, with my, my members, 
and, and really diving into the programming. That is my favorite part, you know, um, and also, you know, creating content behind that. You know, when I have the, 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 <laughs> the writing acumen to write a blog, I get mm-hmm. deep into it and I love explaining things. And I love going into different subjects within this industry. The, the worst part is the back office. Mm. Everything in this room can be challenging. This is, I'm in my office right now. And it is, you know, the back office aspect. I'm a one-man show right now. I have a VA that I work with that does my marketing. That's the only other person that I work with mm-hmm. that does my my um my social media marketing. But other than that, I'm I do everything. And that's been the most trying and most taxing thing is to go through the bumps of learning how to scale a business. That's that's been the hardest thing. Yeah. So, I mean, the best thing has obviously been, you know, serving people, helping them to improve themselves, you know, yeah. coaching. And let's just be real. We, all of us fitness professionals, we come into this industry so we can, you know, coach and train. That's that, that's our passion. But, you know, once we decide to open up a business, we quickly realize, oh boy, there is far more to this than just training. Yes. Um, you know, and I hear that a lot too. Like a lot of, you know, gym owners are like, yeah, I came into here. I just wanted to serve people, help people out, you know, work out. And uh, the business side of things really, you know, kicked me in the face like, oh boy. Um, So, you know, it's good to know for some context about the podcast. So with that, you know, why don't you give our listeners, you know, your elevator pitch of what you do and, you know, the services that you offer Mm -hmm. to your clientele. Okay. um, Elevator pitch. I, this is... Atlas Performance Training is a is a performance training company, and the main objective is to help and coach people how to move better. Yeah, that is that's the main foundation, and the and and live a life without any kind of physical limitations, any kind of uh, uh, restrictions mentally or physically on what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So that that is the main objective behind Atlas Performance Training is to help you move better, live better, and you know and just live a life without any physical limitations. If you have physical, physical limitations, mentally, you're done. Mm-hmm. You, your, your, your whole life is is restricted and you die a slow death. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, and, and I, I, my, my goal is to prevent that with everyone. I'm, I'm blessed to actually learn to, you know, learn from and work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I like that approach of like the one-on-one because you're able to work closely with your members, you know, make sure that they're doing the, you know, correct movements, you know, thinking the right way about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it only the one-on-one or do you also do, you know, some group training? What else do you uh, do there? I kind of focused more on the one-on-one, you know, over the last, some from 2019 to the present due yep. to COVID, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, several other factors that, that came into play. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm now, I'm really focusing more on general population who have joint restrictions, yep. uh, really, really bad joint restrictions. I have two clients, one that had, had a hip replacement, one that had a, a knee replacement. And that's going to be my focus with general population for the most part, along with nutrition and general health improvement health and fitness improvements uh i'm also um you know i'm also working on a a golf fitness training program where i can actually work with golfers because i love sports Mm -hmm. i got got into this to train kids who are youth athletes so 
I want to stay around sports and I want to actually have a program that I can actually use that's measurable and that shows results in a active format such as golf, where everybody can play golf from four years old until you're 90. You can play golf. Everybody can actually go out there and actually swing a club. It's just you want to be able to swing the club without any kind of overuse injuries, any kind of physical restrictions, and play as long as you can and 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 be physically fit while you're doing it. Yeah. So like integrating, you know, both the athletic side, you know, the golf and also the general population, you know, fitness for people who may have some restrictions. They just came back from surgery, improve their health in all ways. Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. So, you know, with the, you know, one service right now, cause you know, right now you have like one, one personal training. Mm-hmm. Um, how many people are you serving? I'm serving. I have like, I have, I have uh 12 clients right now. You know, I'm just, I'm just a one man show. Yeah. You know, I, I, I and I I'm looking for a specific client that that actually wants to improve and mm-hmm. it's not about just toning up and, and losing the magical 30 pounds mm-hmm. and they you know they want to improve and actually lose excess body fat and be able to move better and have no physical restrictions in any fashion mm-hmm. you know and you know I I'm I'm my system, it works and it's, 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 I, I have documented data to prove what I do works. And mm-hmm. it, um, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a simple, basic process. That's why it's really sometimes people want the fancy over, over the top Instagram workout. I mean, I can incorporate elements of that scaled down to your physical fitness level, mm-hmm. but that's not the, that's not the foundation of fundamental background behind my training philosophy is to help you move better. Yeah. So, you know, 12 clients right now, and, you know, I did check out the website and I see in the background, there like a part of the facility. So like, yeah. what's the size of the facility? Oh, it, it, it's a small shop. It's 1100 square feet. Okay. Everything, every, I, my, my, I keep everything open. So I have a, a, a gym, my, my, the footprint in my gym is not crowded. And you have the the, you have ability to move and move around and I can actually move you from different areas. Everything in my gym has a sequence. When you come into the door uh, in the front door of my gym, the entrance to the gym, that's the that's pretty much the the warm up area where Mm -hmm. you have foam rollers, uh, um, rolling pins and then the jump ropes. Everybody jumps rope if, 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 if they're physically able to. And then we go into the to actual the actual um, meat of the workout, which yeah. is the movement prep. As you can see in the back, I have turf down. I have like a mm-hmm. like a fourteen yard strip of turf. It's fourteen yards by by like eight feet. Yeah, and that's where I do a lot of my my dynamic stretching. So um, it, it you know it, it we get the job done. I've helped a lot of people, and 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 a lot of my clients. If you know you see the the Google reviews, uh, you know I've I've had some really successful clients come in and out of here. Um, and my goal is not to keep everybody forever. My yeah. goal is to have people learn how to actually manage themselves within this setting, mm-hmm. so they can take those tools and run with them. Even with just the basic movement prep and the core work that we do, if people the people that I've trained, if they 
uh, can understand how to implement that in their everyday life, everything will be a lot, a lot smoother and they'll be able to move a lot better. Yeah. Mission accomplished there. Yeah, that's um, the so, you know, what I'm hearing is, you know, that it's, you know, a relatively smaller place, but you're able to really maximize location there. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, with 12 clients, you know, I always like to ask this question just to think, you know, just to get you thinking about like the future mm-hmm. is 12 clients somewhere you want to stop at or eventually bring oh, in no. some new people, oh. serve more people, new faces. No, I'm, I'm no, that's new. No. That's why the, the, the aspect of the golf training is going to be a big piece. It's going to be a big piece because the, the, the plan that I have, is to have the fitness aspect and the performance aspect within this facility of where I'm at. I'm mm-hmm. actually, I'm actually in the process. I'm looking to possibly move because yep. I, even with the little cl- few clients that I have, I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to, 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 to get into a bigger space, bring on another, another uh, fitness professional, and, and and really move forward and, and and expand my my uh my training philosophy. You know, I'm in the I'm in the process. And one thing that training trainers don't do, and I wish I would have did moving before I even document your training philosophy and your training process. So you have a uh, something that you can replicate and you can teach to other trainers, and they can add it to their toolbox while they're working with you and they're learning the industry. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have did that. I kind of I. I dove full head, full speed ahead. I didn't have a mentor. The only mentors I had were the people that I followed on, um, on Instagram and, on and books and books. I read a whole <laughs> lot of doggone books and I still read a lot of books. Eric Cressy was one of the main people that I, I really liked. Um, Dave Tate, um, um, who, who, you know, who, who's one of the, you know, one of the most influential people within this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, um, who else? Um, Gray Cook, you know, with the with the FMS, the movement assessment. I still I still look at and I I, I apply elements within that or within my 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 movement assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, several other people. Uh, always uh, learning. Always getting learning. more information. Oh, seeing oh. how you could you know potentially improve the business, grow yeah. more. Yeah, and yeah. And, the, and, the, and when I when I see people say master trainer, there is no master trainer. If you're a master trainer, you need to do something different. Yeah, because there's always something new to learn. Always, because we as people have just scratched the surface on human, on human performance and 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 the actual ceiling of where you can push the human body. We haven't even we haven't even we haven't even scratched the surface. Yeah, and and, and and there's so much new uh, information that's applied to a body that hasn't changed in close to ten thousand, like uh, like I, I don't know how many years, but you know thousands of years, many many years, many many <laughs> many years. <laughs> so, but the basic movement principles don't change. But as society changes, things become more convenient. Things become more and more easy. We do not apply the stress to our bodies that allows our bodies to function and grow and age properly like it should. Mm-hmm. And that is the issue that we're dealing with now. And my goal, that's why I took this pivot from training youth athletes, training youth, more general population, so I can actually put the brakes on people, under, you know, 
not connecting their wellness and their well-being with their body. They just mm -hmm. think that their body just either just mindlessly training. Like, yeah. like everybody now, everybody's in the doggone gym. If you go in the gym right now, it, it's crowded. New Year's newbies are in there right now, oh, taking up every, all the space. Hey, exactly. Everybody wants them to use that, lose that mag magical 20 after abusing their bodies over the last several months during mm -hmm. the holidays. When Thanksgiving, when Thanksgiving starts, that's when it all starts. Mm -hmm. By Valentine's Day, you don't see anybody. Everybody starts. All the excuses start coming every, back and they just keep on doing what they've been doing for the past, you know, many, many years. And, yeah. you know, with our industry, you know, there's, always new information, new studies coming out, you know, for the, you know, health and fitness side of things. But, um, you know, Ernest, I would love to, you know, dive into marketing side of things yeah. here, you know, for the business. So, so what are you doing, you know, to get people into the doors? What I'm doing, I, um, I, I hired a VA to actually yeah. help me, you know, I, I, I bit the bullet and, and I hired a VA to really work with someone to actually give me a, a good idea of where I should be going Yep. And to actually do the work that I don't really want to do and that, that's really kind of time consuming, like, mm -hmm. you know, scheduling out um, uh, um, social media posts, you know, you know, double checking and proofreading my my uh, my 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 golf training, my golf mobility guide that I'm actually publishing within the next three weeks, mm -hmm. um, editing and adding uh captions and music to the videos that's going along with that guy yeah and you know just basic marketing and then there's I'm, i just got my tpi certification they have they have a course that actually helps you develop a marketing plan okay. and and i'm following that to the t the and i'm t, learning yeah. that and really getting out after you know as we as we go along within the next couple of weeks i'm gonna hit the streets and I'm going to start really uh, focusing on, on getting out to know people and let people know what I'm doing on top of what I'm doing on social media. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So utilizing that mm -hmm. VA there for, mm -hmm. you know, the content creation and mm -hmm. posting on the social medias. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, it kind of sounds like some kind of like guerrilla marketing in a way, like getting oh, out yeah. in the community more, you know, building mm -hmm. up new relationships, new connections, which, you know, it's obviously great for the business because the more relationships you have, more yeah. people you know, yeah. you can serve. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with the social medias, is it, you know, on Instagram, is it on Facebook, YouTube? I mean, there's so many social media platforms. So what are you using? I'm using Instagram primarily in Instagram okay. and Facebook. Um, I was going to get on TikTok, but with all the controversy with TikTok, mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence with that. And, I don't really use TikTok a whole lot. Instagram is one is one of the main areas where I get uh, a lot of my uh, my you know my my clients. And then yep. other thing is my Google business page. Mm -hmm. Google, if you don't have a Google business page, get one right now. You are missing out because yeah. if you feed Google content through your Google business page and you're you've been established for a good amount of time, you will get leads. I just, I, 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 I haven't really, really pushed it like I have over the past several months because I just, I got kind of lazy and I really, I really was pivoting away from youth athletes and I was really trying to figure out how I was going to pivot. Mm -hmm. But as I, as I work this out, my Google business page is, is going to get flooded with so much content and it's, and I, and I, I've seen it as soon as I put a video on my Google business page, 
and I link it with um, with my website, I get leads. Cha-ching. You get leads. It, it, it's uh, the leads come in, and you are like, wow, because every you, know, you, you use keywords, and you once those keywords go in, your name is one of the first three people that comes up that's associated with that keyword. And it, you know that's that's one of the main that's one of the other areas. Um, I was I do have a YouTube channel. I need to I need to and, and really really the main reason one of the main reasons why I hired a VA is to help me develop my that YouTube channel to reach the demographic that I'm going towards with my golf fitness training program. Okay, which which is which are males between the ages of 25 and 50. They love YouTube. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they the YouTube is where I'm. I'm one of them because I, I look at YouTube every day. Yeah, and 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 it's a it's it's a, it's a valuable it's a valuable tool when you're actually trying to educate people, and it's free mm-hmm. for the most part. And you know, and the content is very very you know, you, they they leave the production up to you, and it's it's very helpful. Mm-hmm. And, and it's if you're all, able to, you know, leverage it, it's, oh, it's extremely valuable to the business. Um, yeah. So for marketing so far, you know, obviously it's word of mouth. Cause I mean, every business loves word of mouth. And I mean, yes. if you get clients from word of mouth, I'm going to edify you. Cause that means you're doing a great service. Oh yeah. Um, also, you know, some guerrilla marketing, starting that up, you know, from that course that, that you know, that you took, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, really just leveraging the organic side of social media, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of curious, you know, have you used, you know, paid advertising on social media? I have in the past. I just don't understand it that well. Um, ah, and, that, okay. that, and that's where the, that's the next, that's the next mountain we're going to attack me and my VA is yep. to see what works as far as me boosting some of these posts that I've already started to actually put out. And mm-hmm. to see exactly what you know, how I can do it. Whether does a graph does graphics work better, mm-hmm. video, or you know, action action shots of me training people. You know, which one works better? But I don't. You know, I, I've 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 been I've have a Facebook ad account. You know, I have a business suite through Facebook, yep. and I it's so complicated. I. <laughs> I haven't figured it out and 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 I've la- I've wasted a lot of money trying to fi- trying to figure it out. So I I I'm more I I have a philosophy that I I I I tried to come up with that I came up with over the last several years. I try to handle my backyard first mm-hmm. and then I move from there. Yeah. So I try to get people in my backyard understanding what I do and on, mm-hmm. and, and on my team and then I I I branch out from there. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of want to, you know, touch on a point here, you know, us, you know, fitness professionals, we come in here to serve people and, to you know, help them, mm-hmm. but we don't come in for it. Like we said, you know, a little bit earlier ago, we don't come in here to be, you know, the, the business people, we come here to serve people. So, I mean, I understand where you're coming from. A lot of our listeners who, you know, who are gym owners do too, because it's not an easy, you know, venture, you got to mm-hmm. figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's dive into the sales side of things here. So, mm-hmm. you know, walk me through the, you know, customer journey. You know, let's just say you get a lead from whatever source it may be. Okay. Is that, you know, typically start with a phone call, a text, an email? It could start from a, a third-party uh, site where people are looking for a specific training, 
training, uh, personal training or, or sports performance training, mm-hmm. word of mouth, uh, Instagram, you know, basically it, it dictates how I, you know, I, it really doesn't dictate how, how, how I go about it, but I, I, I've, I've used the same basic format. Somebody contacts me through, through Instagram or through, um, a third party, uh, website yep. instantly. I, I, I contact them. I see exactly. I ask questions first. Yep. I have four main questions that I ask according to what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, 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 you know, I try to get to schedule them to, for a consultation to come in as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Once they get in for the consultation, the consultation is free. We cover the basics of how I can help you and everything. I just, mostly I listen. I don't say a word. I try not to talk too much because sometimes I can run my mouth a little too much, <laughs> but I try to make sure that I listen first and I try to pick up where I can help them. And then I go into how I can help them, you know, and then we, we have a meeting of the minds and then, and then we move from there. And then we go, we schedule out their, their um, uh, movement and strength assessment, yeah. which is, which is basic movement principles for general population, for, for athletes and for the golf training program. It's a lot more specific, mm-hmm. it's a lot more detail. And after that, after we you know, after we get the assessment done, I understand where, where they're coming from. We hit the ground running with training, and we and 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 then we you know, we hammer out the schedule, get the schedule set, and then we're we're ready to go. Yeah. So, how do you normally approach? You know, let's just say someone comes in, you get them on a free trial. How do you approach them with you know, I want you to become like a member here. How do you you know frame that conversation? I guess so our listeners can learn something from you here. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm. I don't really do free trials for training. It's oh, the okay. consultation. The consultation is free. Ah, free yeah, consultations. I, yeah, yeah. The free trial. I got away from that a long time. I was ago. gonna say you got to be careful with that one. Oh man, that 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 is a loss in for everyone because you got a, you get a lot of tire kickers. Yeah, that's why I got many. off group on. I I got off group on within several months of being on there because it was it was really not it was it wasn't conducive to what uh to to the 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 clients or the members that I'm trying to reach. Mm-hmm. So when I have someone come in, it's all about them and how their issues, what circumstances brought them in and how I can help them fix and, cr- and correct those issues and, and get them into a, a better circumstance moving forward. Mm-hmm. That's the main objective in the consultation. What I, If I can't help them, I will tell them, I, I don't maybe I don't think I can help you. And that's where people get in trouble. When you come into this industry, you think you can help everybody. You can't. You can't help everybody because everybody talks and communicates different. How you communicate is different than how I communicate. And a person that thinks that I walk on water, they can talk to you. They they think you just like the, you know, I'm just being, you know, yeah. just use the example. They yeah. don't, they probably think you don't know your ass from your, <laughs> you know, from your head. And same thing. You can meet somebody, they think you walk on water. They can talk to me and they probably think that I, I don't know where, you know, who I am or what I'm trying to do. So you want to reach the people you're supposed to reach. When you get into this industry, you cannot focus on helping everybody. If you focus on helping everybody, that's the fastest way to be, 
to get out of this out of this industry because you'll get yourself up for failure you set yourself up and you'll burn yourself out because you'll get frustrated like why are these people not uh, you know i got the best program why because you're going you're going to the wrong person Mm -hmm. you want the wrong people you want to be chased you don't want to be the chaser Mm -hmm. and And it's like I mean, we could go down like a rabbit hole here of like oh, attraction yeah. and everything. I mean, you push pull. I mean, the more you push away, the more they'll come to you in a way because yeah, exactly. then it doesn't show desperation and people don't like desperation. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah they, 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 they think that you really don't have their best interest in mind. You just want to get them in the door. You want to make the dollar sign. Yeah. Which, uh, people don't appreciate that. Yeah. They would. I mean, if you offer a great service and you, you know, guarantee results. OK, they're willing to spend the money. But if you come after them just for the money. Don't oh. do that. You set yourself up for failure really badly. Um, but Ernest, you know, we covered the marketing and sales side here. So why don't we, you know, just jump right into retention. So what do you do? Well, because I know that you mentioned that your goal is to, you know, set a foundation for your clients, you know, mm. give them the resources they need to start. So, you know, what do you do for retention to keep your clients? I, we do a, I, a reassessment every six to eight weeks for my general population in regards to their their uh, body fat composition. Yeah. And, you know, we touch on a little bit of nutrition, but the body fat composition um, that I do with my in body, that is, that's what I use for retention on top of the, I, everybody gets a, a weekly email of different tips in how to actually improve that I just started with a, a CRM that I'm using through my um, point of sale system. Yeah. So that's what I'm using. It's bare bones right now. It's going to, I'm going to make it a little bit more robust yeah. um, as we go along. It's that's why I got it. Yeah, that's why I, I hired the VA two to actually help me make it a lot more, more robust. And the, the, the next thing is to have every, and I got this from two from, I don't know if they're your competitor, but, but you know, but one of your one of the uh, main uh, marketing uh, companies within this industry is to do you know they suggest that you do a goal review every six to eight weeks, okay. and that's what in or at least every six months you do a goal review because goals change, lifestyle changes, mm-hmm. things change. How can we? Where are you at right now? How we improve, and where can we go to help you improve even more? Where have we? And you got to ask these these questions. What can I do to improve and make your your experience here the best it can be? And what can we do moving forward to help you live a life without any restriction after you leave here? Because you're gonna eventually no gym. Nobody stays at a gym forever. People leave and come back all the time. You want to make sure that people leave with the tools that they're able to actually progress and 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 actually live a better life. So the goal review is a, is is one of them at main aspects. And then the CRM, you know, with the you know with the informational at with the you know pumping out information and giving them more information and giving them more content, and uh, you know, and the body fat composition. Those are the three main areas that I use That's for awesome. Yeah, it sounds like your retention there, you know, the processes that are in place are are pretty solid. So, you know, you you consistently engage with your clients. You make sure that they know that like you care about them because like a lot of, you know, owners and trainers in this industry, some of them, they aren't the best at doing that. So it's good to hear that, you know, use the in-body machine, which 
you know, personally, from my experience, you're able to really see, Hey, am I getting results or not? Um, And then also having that, you know, automated sequence out there, you know, consistently every single week with like kind of like a newsletter in a way, not newsletter, but you know, just email. Um, That's awesome. So I do have a, you know, little harder question for you here. Um, So, you know, with the business right now, what do you think is the biggest bottleneck that is holding you back from getting to that, you know, next level of business, whatever that may be for you? Um, I would say the, the, uh, the marketing and, and the consistent cash flow, um, you know, which I, you know, last year was one of my best years, mm-hmm. you know, cause I really, I, you know, I had, I raised my rates and I really started to focus on my clients a lot more. And, and, and that's the, that's the, that's somewhat the bottleneck now, bottleneck now is to make sure that we have a, 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 a consistent flow of marketing and how, and, 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 and where I can use, I can use that on top of the word of mouth that I, you know, from my clients and from, you know, just people surfing the internet, mm-hmm. um, that that's, that's the bottleneck right now, you know, and, and then, you know, as, as I grow, you know, to develop relationships so I can get more working capital, mm-hmm. you know, working yeah. capital is going to be everything. So would you say it's kind of like a consistent flow of leads? Yes, consistent flow. Oh, of okay. Yes, I'm sorry. Consistent flow of leads. Yeah. <laughs> as you as you can see, I'm still learning. No <laughs> worries. I mean, that's like the best part about this podcast is that we're all learning every single day. Exactly. You know? it, consistent flow of leads are are, are are so crucial, and marketing is like money in the bank. And it usually, in my situation, I can only speak for myself. Every three months, if you are if you are not com- marketing consistently every quarter. Your next quarter is going to be hell on wheels. If you're marketing consistently, it pays off the next quarter and it really, and it, and it snowballs and that, and that content you're creating to actually connect with people, you can repurpose it. You can rewrite it. You, you know, I wrote, I wrote an ebook and I expanded a blog about pain management yep. um, called um, stay, stay ahead of the game and wait and away from pain. Mm-hmm. And it's on my, it's on my, it's on my website. And it basically is it, it's a broad connection of how to formulate a plan of action to actually help you move better and manage your discomforts in you know in your joints so yeah. you don't have any kind of physical limitations where you can use specific and different tools depending on your time horizon to become active or remain active to actually stay active. Mm-hmm. So you don't you know you don't allow pain to just allow you to just sit there, and that's one thing that. I've learned after all the injuries that I've sustained over the years, the more I move, the better, the lesser I move, the The worse worse. I I feel like crap. And that is that. And that's a part of this, this industry that has just, they just scratched the service on, on how pain management is actually improved through movement. It's which is so interesting because, you know, we're told to not move as much into sustained side and, you know, stay on our computers and our phones and all of our devices, which is kind of, you know, counterproductive in a way. Um, you know, one last question here for you, Ernest, you know, go back to when you first got into this, you know, gym business. Okay. What is that one piece of advice that you'd give to your younger self? Start marketing right now. Start marketing right now. Don't 
I always had this in the back of my head. I'm a great trainer, but I don't like marketing. I'm a horrible marketer. Don't tell yourself that. You need to let people know exactly what you do and how you do it and how you plan to help them. Mm -hmm. And the more people that know, the better. I would have I would have gotten on I would have gotten on the horse of marketing and started early. And I would have really pursued, you know, I, I, and I would have hired someone. I, you know, I just hired somebody after being in, in, in business for 11 years. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, and it, and it's, 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 it's going to, it's going to, it's, it's helped me over the last, over the last several weeks. And the, the goal is to keep on building from there. Yeah. Yeah. Just really maximizing the yeah. you know, marketing and advertising side of things. And, yeah. you know, if I were to put my two cents in, you know, getting on the social medias and pushing out content and you know, advertising to your market, it's, it's one of the best ways you can get people in. I mean, yeah, the word of mouth is great because they're already warm, but if you want to get more, that's where the social media advertising, you know, side of things comes in. But um, Ernest, it does look like we're running short on time here on the episode. Yeah. But before we uh, hop off, why don't you share your uh, social medias and your website, you know, so okay. our listeners can find you. Okay, where you can find me on Instagram at um, atlasperformancetraining.com or atlasperformancetraining. My website is atlasperformancetraining.com. Um, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, and I have a private coaching page on, on Facebook, um, Coach E. Allen's uh, uh, private page. Um, mm-hmm. my, my, my VA set that up, so... I mean, she's helping me set it up even more. Um, and that's pretty much the gist of it. My my email address is eja951 at hotmail.com. My my I'm 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 my company phone number. If you have any questions about what I do and how, you know, if I can help anyone, I don't care if you're a trainer or whatever, you can contact me, text me 321-300-6867, and I, I'm 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 open to help. There we go. There we go, Ernest. Thank you for sharing those. And, you know, Ernest, I want to thank you again for uh, hopping on the podcast today. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Oh, it was, hey, it was, this is a blessing. And I thank, I thank you guys for the opportunity. Of course. And I'm, you know, glad that I was given the opportunity to speak with you as well. Um, and to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about our future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you are interested in joining us to talk about your gym model, Click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.